tut, tut. It's time to see time. Tea time. Okay, we're back for another tea time talk with a Peace Corps volunteer. And today we are joined by Amanda Throckmorton. Throckmorton, yes. And um, we're here to discuss one of the main projects you've done while you've been here, and that is a yoga project. Yes. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. And please, uh, what what was the uh, what's the backstory? What, what's your involvement with yoga here in Uganda? Great, thank you. Um, so my yoga project, the official title is the Peace Corps Uganda Project because it is yoga in Uganda, so I thought that was pretty clever. Um, I started teaching yoga in my community in Kabale in September of 2014. Weekly classes, once a week at a library and computer lab that was in support of it. They gave me the space in the quad area to just practice outside. Um, I started with just tarps, didn't have mats for anyone, and I was... I began with about three to five people in each class. With time, um, there was a P7 teacher at my primary school who showed a lot of interest and, you know, and seemed like he could maybe potentially carry the project once I was gone. Um, so I kind of gave him a little extra attention as a yoga student to gauge his interest to see if he would be interested in going for further training to take over as the main yoga teacher was now I know yoga is not something that's very common for certain villages or cultures oh, yeah. within yeah. Uganda yeah so when you're starting up with this whole project mm-hmm. or just the, the act of teaching yoga with uh, to, to Ugandans what was the general like reception with it were, were people excited to try it out were they a little hesitant yeah uh, both I would say the first time I held a class in my community was with the teachers at my school. So it was sabos wearing dress slacks and yabos and dresses and me explaining to the women, you must put leggings on because some of these positions you can't really move around in a skirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I describe it as stretching. Um, I describe it as like quiet gymnastics because they know what that is type of thing. And I think they thought it was hilarious. I mean, the first couple yoga sessions are just a giggle fest for people. Um, So it took a while for anyone to kind of catch on and want to continue with it. The first class was simply them rolling around on the ground, like having a great time laughing. And I just, I pitched it to them as a physical thing because... The mental and emotional part, I think, can go along with it without, um, you don't have to necessarily speak about it because it, it can scare people off of it. Um, so I described it as um, an ancient Indian practice that's been around for thousands of years, came from India, is large in the United States, and I think their, their first response was, you show me the ones that cut the fats. So... <laughs> They wanted the ones that reduced the belly and all they those want things. Results. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it was appealing to them because it was exercise without running and doing other things that they're not necessarily drawn to. Um, so that's was the first class. Was that was like the kind of the pitch, and you know, I said just have fun with it, and they did. And 
I was doing weekly classes, and like I said, it was like three to five people in, in the classes, and you know, no one was. They liked it, but it it took a really long time for people, for more and more people to start coming, and so we were practicing on tarps. Um, and I decided to raise money to buy yoga mats. I wrote an article for a yoga blog called doyouyoga.com and just talking about the project, saying we want to make it grow in this area of Uganda that has never heard of yoga before. People are showing interest. It's really a great thing for the community. And I had a few bites as far as people online sending me emails about how they can help. Um, so I created a GoFundMe so people could donate money directly to me and I could purchase the mats. Uh, with time, once I realized that was against Peace Corps regulations, <laughs> I, the organization that allows me to have the weekly classes is owned by a Ugandan, but she lives in America. So I just had the GoFundMe transferred directly to her, so the funds were going into her account. And then that way it was... Peace Corps, Peace Corps, okay. <laughs> so you had to shift shift your plane a little bit, but yeah. it, it still worked out, and yeah. we're still able to raise. Yeah. So we started raising funds for yoga mats, and then I started dreaming a little bit bigger, and thought, I think that it would be cool for this to be something that's sustainable. Um, a teacher at my school, like I said, his name is Alex. He showed a lot of potential, so I pitched him the idea of going to. Kenya in April of 2015 for uh, Africa Yoga Project's 200-hour yoga training. So Africa Yoga Project is sort of my dream on steroids. It's a um, yoga program that started in Kenya by a woman named Paige Ellenson, and she basically has trained thousands of Africans in on how to be yoga teachers and they go out into the community and do it. They do have they have outreaches and then once they get to a certain level they're able to market themselves as teachers and they make money from it. So it's a great model and I thought this would be great for Alex to go to. Uh, so the GoFundMe continued and I started fundraising to get to raise two thousand dollars to send him there. So we eventually hit our goal. And he went to Kenya for two weeks in April with about, I want to say there was 12 to 15 other Ugandans there. Um, and then the rest were, half of them were Africans and half were either Westerners coming from the States or Australia or they were expats that live in Kenya or other African countries. So it was mixed. And he trained for two weeks as a teacher went through a lot of transformational work as as, long, as well as the physical practice and he came back brighter, his eyes were wider, he was excited and I worked with him to kind of polish and help him develop skills as a teacher so he could take over the weekly classes. So as of maybe May or June, I'd say June, he's completely taken over the weekly class and we've added another class, so we now practice two days a week, um, which is great. And June 21st, yeah, June 21st is, no, June 22nd, one of those days, International Day of Yoga. So we planned a big sort of yoga event at my primary school, and we were interviewed by the radio in Kabale, uh, had about a hundred people show up for the event. 
most of them being kids, but a lot of them also being adults. We invited a Rwandan yoga teacher from Kigali to come over, and Alex led meditation, and Joseph led the physical practice, and I was just kind of there to oversee it. So it was a really cool moment for me to see this great event where I'm just kind of standing back and seeing my project develop and having Ugandans get really excited about yoga and learning about it and showing up and being playful and just having a good time with it. So after our radio announcement aired, the next week we had, I don't know, 30 people coming to the class, which, you know, when I first started it was like three to five people. Me kind of baiting people to come to the class, trying to explain how it's good a good form of exercise and kind of drawing people in and after the yoga day just kind of blew up. So it was it was a huge success for the project. Um, we now have about 20 mats that were either purchased with what we raised for donation or other PC, Peace Corps volunteers have left their yoga mats. So we have yoga mats for people to use as well as the tarps and the, pro, the, the project is just growing to the point where the yoga students that do come, it's about to be rainy season, and they're saying, where are we going to practice when it rains? So they're, they're, they're taking it upon themselves to go and find a hall to rent so we can start holding yoga classes there. So it's been really cool to watch it just kind of explode all of a sudden, and it was a lot of, it's been a lot of work and a, lot, a few months of just me kind of convincing people, hey, guys, this is cool, and now people are interested. But I think so you've done a, a wonderful job of that. Uh, you've definitely achieved your goal because now there's obviously this vested interest. Yeah. And you've made it into something that's sustainable because mm-hmm. they have the resources available and they have other people there to teach it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the, the crowning achievement of any Peace Corps project. Yeah. Know, knowing that you can complete something and go away and there's still something left. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool feeling. And I think... Um, it's helped me grow a lot as a teacher and I just I love the way that yoga here doesn't have this no one has this preconceived idea of like what it is you know in America it's you know can be perceived as an activity for rich like stay-at-home white moms you know what I mean and Lululemon is a a, a culture and they don't know any of that here it's like sabos in their dress slacks and yabos that put leggings on under their their dresses and they just have a really good time with it they laugh in class they're loud it's you know not this very serious thing and I think it's fantastic it's you know yoga is about it's all about yourself it's not about achieving anything specific except feeling your body and being happy and feeling joy and I think that they just have a very raw understanding of what that is and it's really cool to witness that and it sounds like now the, the the Ugandans who are participating in it, they have the, the physical benefits of it, but then they've now discovered those other benefits that you said were initially hard to convey to them. They, they've yeah. understood the emotional and, and uh, many spiritual benefits of it yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a slow process because I think with a lot of people, the first draw to yoga is the physical side of it. Um, and there's some preconceived ideas and that some people believe that yoga opens you up spiritually therefore makes room for the devil to come in type of 
think. So I was kind of worried that that would be something that I would come up against here, but it just doesn't seem, it hasn't really been my experience, which has been really great. Um, and I think that they understand the idea of how breath is important. And I say that the, the hardest position for Ugandans, a lot of people, but a lot of Ugandans, is Shavasana, which is where you're just laying on your back with your eyes closed and you're not moving. You know, because Ugandans are so busy. They're, they're always working. They come home, they work in the fields, they have to cook. Like, when do they ever just sit and breathe and just allow their attention to be on their body? And they don't do it. So when they lay in Shavasana, their shoulders are hunched towards their ears. They're so stiff, they're kind of like opening one eye, then the other, and like making sure they're doing it right. And I'm like, you're doing it right. Just lay there, <laughs> lay there, close your eyes, be still. Out. Yeah, so I think it's cool to introduce that idea. Um, you know, take an hour for your body, for your breath, for your mind. And um, I really love the culture that's been created here. It's very unique to Uganda, unique to Kabale specifically, and unique to my community. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Amanda. It's of been course. amazing hearing your story. It's definitely a story of success and uh, hopefully for inspiration for some others to uh, know that they can make an impact hopefully uh, in some way similar to what you've done. Great, thank you.